Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota, produced by NAMI Minnesota, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of children and adults with mental illnesses and their families. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namihelps.org. Hi, I'm Kay King. I'm a community educator for eight years for NAMI Minnesota. I'm a family member who was born to a mother who lived with mental illness, and my only sibling lives with bipolar disorder. I hope you can join us for Get to Know NAMI. It's a session where we talk about education, support, and advocacy at NAMI Minnesota. At the session, you'll have a chance to learn about classes and programs that we provide. You'll have a chance to hear about our support groups and our helpline. You'll also have a chance to hear a little bit about the legislative policy, first-person language, and other advocacy programs that we offer. We have daytime and evening sessions available, one hour in length. Please go to our NAMI Minnesota website, namihelps.org, to see locations, times, and dates of our programs. Hope you'll join us. Hi, my name is Brian Jost. I'll be your host. NAMI Minnesota is celebrating its 40th anniversary year of providing education, support, and advocacy. This episode is one of 40 stories of hope related to our 40th anniversary. Today we have Anna Mae Marshall with us, and Anna Mae is going to tell us some of her story, how her journey brought her to NAMI, and uh, tell me a little bit more about yourself, Anna Mae. Well, I'm 81 years young, and I'm a widow. I've been blessed with four children, six grandchildren, and a great-granddaughter. I'm active in my parish and facilitate a support group for families of the mentally ill twice a month in the Roseville area. I was fortunate to find NAMI through a class called Journey of Hope. I think it was about 1996. There is mental illness in my family. I have an uncle who lived into his 90s with schizophrenia. I have a sister with depression and another sister who lives with borderline personality disorder. I also have twins, a son and daughter, who live with schizophrenia and schizoaffective disorder. So that brought me to NAMI. I and my husband took Journey of Hope from Rita Lancaster and Diane Wegeman. At the time, they were board members on uh, NAMI Minnesota board. They came out to the Roseville Church where we're still doing a support group. We were struggling with my son, and it was great to meet other people who were also struggling and who could understand what we were going through. It really was a lifesaver for us. We met a lot of people who knew what we were dealing with, and some of them have been really lifelong friends. Joe and Joanne Zwak, Pete and Sue Filippi, Bob and Diane Whitman, Norma and Bob Provost, Anita and John Speltz, Tony Prispella, Diane Dunnigan are a few of those I remember from the class. After the 12-week class ended, our group decided we wanted to keep meeting. So two members took training to lead a support group. Shortly after, Dave Nass, then NAMI Minnesota president, asked us to revive the Ramsey County Alliance. 
after updating the bylaws, we began to look for education and advocacy, components of the NAMI mission. After the support group meeting, we invited speakers to learn more about mental illness. Dr. Steve Olson moved into the Roseville area and would stop in while his children were in class. This gave us a chance to ask the doctor. This was a really popular um, event for the people in the area. Some of the people with mental illness joined us when Will Susans became a support leader for the people with mental illness. He took the training and began what we now call a connections class or connection support group. During this time, you have to remember, we were all volunteers working full-time at our jobs and dealing with our ill loved ones. Family members were not taken seriously by the authorities and service people in the county or the state. We saw needs in the system. The housing situation was very poor. As parents, we had talked about building a house or renting a large apartment so that our loved ones could live together and that we could see that they were in clean, dignified housing. It never came to fruition, though today my children do live in our family home and have the advantages of a car and yard and could have pets if they chose. We began as an alliance having a presence in Ramsey County. We joined the Adult Mental Health Advisory Council. We sent a representative to the police roundtable and got to know the people who were working in the county. Some of the things that we accomplished were we spoke to churches. We went out and talked to civic groups, did a presentation to the archdiocese, and following that up with a mailing. That was really an amazing thing. We reached a lot of people that way. We started <clears throat> having a booth at the Ramsey County Fair. We made a brochure about our alliance. During the month of May, we did displays in libraries, churches, and colleges. We learned to advocate, to speak right to our legislatures. We rallied at the Capitol with the rest of Minnesota NAMI. We made an informational packet for our support group participants. A few years ago, Apollo, which was our drop-in center, closed. But when it was in operation, we would take a meal down and play games with the participants there. Apollo, at one time, was really vibrant. They had sport teams, um, art. They had a computer room. They even had a little radio station. We've really lost that. People in corporate had run that, and it was very good. Um, now, Ramsey County doesn't have any kind of a drop-in center. It's something we really are working toward. I and Sue Felipe trained to teach family to family, and later on I trained to teach Hope for Recovery, a workshop. Our alliance held holiday parties and picnics and Halloween parties and so forth. We encouraged our people to attend the research dinner in the fall uh, NAMI Minnesota Conference. We set up a library at the Roseville Support Church. We uh, gathered books, and uh, they let us have a cabinet where we could put things. It was really good, and still today we're doing that, and people um, enjoy finding books that are helpful. 
out of Ramsey County, Joe and Joanne's walk, who were with our original class, formed the uh, forensics group. That's a small group, but it's all the people that were incarcerated. In our class, there were two or three couples that had people who were incarcerated. And that's going today and going well. Another group that came out of the alliance was our spouse, spouse partner support group. Lois Cunningham was active in that, and she has done a good job. She taught family to family with me also. There were many that taught. I think I taught about, I don't know, 10 years, it seems like. We do them twice a year, family to family in September and then again in January. Some of the teachers were Jim Babin, Beth Mulcahy, Bonnie Everett, Lisa DeLong, Anne Eckhart, Anne is still teaching now, Becky, Marilyn Dornfield, Diane Carmichaelin, and Jean Blatt are a few of the, those I remember. Others that come to mind as I think back are Norma Mengel and Kent Smith. They were active in the Alliance. Kent was our treasurer, and Norma was treasurer before him. Joan Myron and Sam, they did a beautiful job with the newsletter, and Joan set up the website for us. Um, Dallas Betts was another person that was active. She helped us with speakers often. NAMI has come a long way in the 10, 20 years that I've been active. We would tell them the things that we needed, and they were very good about helping us out. It was really hard to finance things. We didn't have, um, we had to get a 501c3. Uh, we had to register with the state. There was a, a lot of detail that we had to go through, and the state was always helpful with that. The finances have really improved with the walk. Once we had the walk, that helped a great deal. And today, the state handles our money. Uh, we're under them for the 501c status, so we don't have to keep up that paperwork. And they cover our insurance. They do a great job of following through on things. Way back when we um, spoke to the archdiocese, we were able to mail out packets through their mailing system, but we weren't able to follow up. Um, but the state is statewide, and they're able to follow up on things like that, and that's great today. They have the staff that can be there um, daily, and it's a tremendous help. The metro meetings that the state has started are really helpful. You can pick up good ideas. You can share the ideas that you've tried, and uh, you get a lot of tips. All the trainings as the state have given us have been very, very helpful. CIT for the police, support group leaders, the classes, and so forth for uh, young people, uh, for special groups, uh, and for minorities. It's been very helpful, things that we would not be able to do as an alliance on our own. I'm really very hopeful for the future. We have just gotten a... Um, it's from the federal government. Um, 
a certified community behavioral health clinic. There are eight groups in our state that were chosen, three of them right in Ramsey County. And we're looking forward to um, training people and improving the way we give services in the county. It's kind of exciting. There's an old program that we've been trying to repurpose. <laughs> it was called Friends. It was run by um, the Minnesota Health Association. And it was a way for young, well, any age person who had a mental illness to learn the skills of socialization. This is something that people with mental illness have a hard time with because they seem to get sick just about the time that uh, people are working at these skills and um, making friends and having a social life. So many people think that work is the best way, that people will make friends there, but most mentally ill people work part-time and they don't have the time, don't get the time to spend much time with people, and so they don't really develop the skills that we need to interact. And this program is a good one, so we're kind of looking that maybe in the future we'll be able to do that. What advice would you give to new affiliates that are starting up or trying to start and maybe struggling getting things going? Well, hang in there. It takes time. Um, train your people. Socialize with your people. And do things together, the mentally ill and the people who are well. We need to work together because we each have skills and we, we learn from each other. <clears throat> Uh, listen to other affiliates and keep doing the education, I think. Were there times when you felt like you had done enough with NAMI? And that, did it ever wear you out? NAMI Minnesota just gave me the award, a lifetime award, and I was thinking maybe it's time to retire. But then when... We were at a, a, an advisory council meeting, and they talked about this new um, integrated behavioral health clinics. There's always something new to do. And if we can get the Friends program working under the ACT teams, we would have accomplished uh, good for a lot of people. And so it gives you a fresh start. It gives you something to look forward to and something to work on and hope for. There's never enough time to do everything that needs to be done, but certain things are important. What are your hopes for the future of NAMI? Well, I think NAMI's on the right track. <clears throat> Ramsey County is <clears throat> so close to the state. Um, so many of the things that happen, they think we're doing and it's the state doing. Um, but it's good, and the state has really come a long way. They've got a great staff. When we started out, it was just one guy in the office, and he was really burning out. Though I know Joe Zwack said he really helped him with the uh, forensics, getting the forensics group going. Um, he wasn't much help to us at the beginning, and we were really discouraged. But the staff is young, and they're enthusiastic. They know the technology, so it's really hopeful. Is there anything else that you hadn't prepared already that has come to mind that you'd like to share? 
Well, we did um, get the urgent care center. That was something that was really an accomplishment, I thought. I spent 10 years in those committee meetings. I was the only volunteer. All the others were service people or, you know, they were there on their, as part of their job. But we do have a wonderful urgent care center where the um, detox is on one floor in the courts, and we share it with Washington County and Dakota County, I believe. And it's, it's great because crisis is there, and we have the peer specialists, and it, it, it is a real accomplishment. And I represented NAMI through that time. That's great. Well, thanks, Anna May. I really appreciate you sharing your story. You're welcome. Glad to be here. NAMI, Minnesota, champions justice, dignity, and respect for all people affected by mental illnesses. Through education, support, and advocacy, we strive to eliminate the pervasive stigma of mental illnesses affect positive changes in the mental health system, and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illnesses. NAMI Minnesota vigorously promotes the development of community mental health programs and services, improved access to services, and increased opportunities for recovery. NAMI Minnesota is located at 800 Transfer Road, Suite 31, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55114. Call us at 651-645-2948 or toll-free at 1-888-NAMI-HELPS, or email namihelps at namimn.org. NAMI Minnesota's website is namihelps.org. Outside of Minnesota, visit nami.org to find your state NAMI organization.